There's so many people who want people to do things for them, but they don't nurture the relationships. Like Mm. be the first person to nurture the relationship. Ask yourself, what am I doing today for this person first? Like, what have I done today to nurture the relationship for someone else? What have I done Mm. for for them? Don't ever ask someone to do for you before you have done for them without asking for anything. Welcome back to another episode of the Traffic Sales and Profit Show. My name is Lamar Tyler. I'm your host, and I'm here today with Alicia Little, the CEO of Monetize Marketing, where we're going to talk about how you can monetize your gift, monetize your expertise, the stuff that you know, the stuff you do, or maybe it's even things that you don't even know that you can do to monetize. We break it all down today. Alicia, thank you for joining me. I'm so excited to be here, Lamar. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So you're one of the smartest people I know when it comes to online marketing and digital media and and pulling all those (laughs) things out, right? Uh, we've had you speak at, at uh, you know, TSP events before because you're so great at it. Um, but this is good because you've told me that pretty much anybody can monetize what they know. Or sometimes they think they don't even know stuff, right, right. to actually make money online. That's right. Wow. Absolutely. Like, 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 um, and we got some specific things we're going to do. But, but before we get to that in a second, I want to know, like, how did you get to this point? Like, like, how did you realize, like, was, did you go through the same thing where you like, Hey, I got these things I know and I can make money online. Or was it something else? Right. Like, how'd you get to this point? Well, this is my 23rd year as an entrepreneur and working wow. for myself, Congratulations. but thank you. <laughs> but I started off, uh, 23 years ago with my now ex-husband, but, uh, 10 years after we were together, we went through a divorce and long story short, he kept all the businesses and I was left with nothing. So Mm. there was a point where I had to start over and I started over at ground zero. So I'm sleeping on my sister's sofa Mm. and just saying to myself, like, you know, there must be something that I have that somebody would be willing to pay me for. And even though we had made millions of dollars in our business, he now had those businesses and I just had to start over. So I started Mm. over saying, just, I just want to do something simple with a skill and just start over. And so I started off as a website usability tester. Sounds funny, but I just went on people's <laughs> websites and I told them what worked on their websites, what didn't work. I got paid for it. It was too easy. And that's what started me off as a freelancer. And then I started teaching other people how to do it. And it just blew up from there. Wow. So if somebody's <laughs> listening, they're saying, I know right now somebody's saying, hold up. Like there are people that make money just going on somebody's website and literally... Like, were you checking code or was it just like, hey, no. I'm clicking this button and seeing if the button works? Just if the button works. Wow. If the pictures load. <laughs> wow. They just want somebody to go on and test and tell them what works and what doesn't work. And then what I did after that was they would say, well, can you fix it? And I couldn't fix it and I didn't want to fix it. But what I did was I said, no, but I know someone who can. And I would refer them to someone who could. And then this guy would pay me 50% commission on the fix that he would do for them. So he would send me, you know, checks and PayPals for $1,000, $2,000 for my commission of the fixes. And I was like, ah, this is too easy. So I was testing websites all day long. <laughs> wow. Okay. So um, you test them, you you making money now doing this. You're probably thinking like, whoa, this is probably some of the easiest work. Yeah. I've done, right? Right. Um, and I'm online. And you start thinking about the bigger opportunities 
are people coming to you, asking you stuff? Or did you say, hey, I'm, I'm hanging my shingle out and teach other people? Yeah. So I started, you know, just rebuilding my business and rebuilding it with my sister. And we started just looking out for different opportunities to help different people. One of the things we started off doing was helping a resort. And we looked at a resort that I actually went and vacationed at. It was sort of like a divorce party <laughs> where I needed mm -hmm. to go and rebuild myself for a minute. And they had absolutely no guest. I was the only one staying there. And so I said, you know what? I can help you to bring more people into this resort. And so I just did one thing that helped to bring more people into the resort. And they started telling other people about my skills. And, you know, there was just these mm -hmm. things that I kept doing that people started talking about. Then I started teaching other people how they could help just by doing small services, how they could help other businesses and other people just by solving problems and doing different things. And it just kept building from there. And then I started getting invited to speak at different events and, you know, the business kept building from there. I love it. So now um, fast forward today, you've, sure. uh, you and your sister uh, Loretta, have, have trained thousands thousands of people yeah. about how to generate money and income online yeah. um, throughout the process. What are some of the biggest misconceptions you yeah. think people have about making money online? Right. A lot of people think that they can't do it. They don't have the skills to do it. Mm -hmm. They um, don't have the right degrees to do it or that, you know, that there's roadblocks for them to do it. They're like, oh, he did it. She can do it. You know, Lamar has all these mm -hmm. great talents, but I'm not Lamar, so I can't do it. So they think that there's all these roadblocks to them getting involved or they don't think that they're technical enough. They yeah. have to know all these technical stuff to do it. I mean, I have students who are just running businesses on their phone. And they're making six figures without even opening up a laptop, without even owning a laptop. So the technical aspect of earning online and working online is one that stops a lot of people, but it doesn't have to. So it's knowledge, skill sets, technical, and then mindset. Mindset is the biggest one, really. It's, I don't think that I could do this. I don't think that uh, this is something that I can do, but trust me. Anyone can do this. I have students that are seventh grade dropouts that are making six figures online and on to seven figures. It, it, education is not a factor. Um, geographic is not a factor. Like it doesn't matter where you live. I have students in Jamaica, South Africa, the UK, America, like it doesn't matter where you live. So I like to tell people that the internet is the great equalizer, right? Online, people don't care your age, your race, mm -hmm. um, your background. No one, when they hire me, ever asks me for my resume, right? You have no idea what my degrees are in or even if I have any. So nobody asks you those type of things. And so I love that as we get online and we tell you know, the potential customers that we want to work with online, this is what I can do. And these are my reviews. They believe us. They give us a chance. They hire us. And so that's what I like to tell people. The internet's a great equalizer. Get on it. Take a take a chance. Go for it. You know, it's good you said that because when you were speaking a second ago, and the main thing I was thinking is that, because I know people always like to make reasons, right? Right. So like reasons sound like excuses to certain excuses. people, but, but they like to make, make reasons and you know, I don't have a new enough laptop or I don't right. have the money for all this software and all these things. But I know you and your sister extensively spent time training people specifically in Jamaica. Yeah, yeah. They probably have way less resources way than less. the average person here in the States. 
but they were still able to create successful businesses. Yeah, absolutely. So we just finished a program in Jamaica yesterday, and we just had our graduation ceremony awesome. um, yesterday. It was great. It was virtual, but I had my cap and gown on um, at this ceremony. And we had people that graduated that um, everybody that was in this program, there are 3,000 people in this program, they were unemployed coming into the program, and none of them have a college education. Those were the two uh, determining factors to get into this uh, program. It was mm -hmm. a foundation-based program. And they came out of this program within six weeks, making $2,000, $3,000, a lot of them. And they were doing things, started businesses doing things like just listening to clients' problems. So one of our ladies set up a service that just said, I will be your friend and listen to your problems. I'm not a life coach. I'm not a certified therapist. But if you need someone to listen to you. And so she, yesterday, in our ceremony said, I've made $900 online in four weeks listening to people. Like if anybody mm. can do it, I can do it. She's like, I don't have a high school education, but I just put myself out there. And then she went on to say, I don't even have a laptop. I just did it on my cell phone. So she's working on Fiverr, which you can just sign up for the service on your cell phone and use the app to run your entire business. Like there's so many things that we can do without worrying about those roadblocks you're talking about those reasons that people <laughs> make right, exactly. not a not a new enough laptop right i mean cell phones these days are good enough and you don't even have to have a a new cell phone to do it right it can yep. be a as long as you have wi-fi and an internet connection you know wi-fi the internet connection and a device to work on you're good to go i love it right mm -hmm. and and this is this is such a great discussion uh i don't talk about we don't talk about this enough alice right we talk about this more that um Oftentimes, right, from time to time, every now and then we slip off and we come back on, we trend for business podcast in the Bahamas. Okay. Right? So uh, Bahamas, right? So all our folks in the Caribbean. Yay. Right? This <laughs> conversation applies to you too, right? It They're does, doing it, it in does. Jamaica. We can do it in the Bahamas. That's we can right. do it in the Caymans. <laughs> we can do it in Anguilla and all over, right? So uh, this is so good. So if somebody's watching and they're saying, okay, this sounds great, but how do I actually like make what are the sure. steps and what are the things I should do because sure. I, I find oftentimes like people can't I find people that, is, that are experts yes like they've been doing this thing at work for like 30 years right, right? but they don't really consider themselves expert do you run into that all the time every single day <laughs> every <laughs> single day so here's the first step and the first step is to just really assess the skills that you currently have mm. and this is hard for people even like you're saying people that have been in a field for yes. you know years and years so one of my star students she is uh an attorney and she's been an attorney for 23 years in fact she was an assistant district attorney. And so she came to me and she's like, I don't know what I could do online. And as she gave me her resume and starts talking, I'm like, you do legal services online. Mm -hmm. So she set up, you know, her legal services online and now she's jam packed with clients and businesses. But it, it's just so interesting that people sometimes can't even assess their current skills and translate that into the online environment. But whatever skills you have, they translate into the online environment. And these can be skills like, um, you know, accounting, mm -hmm. bookkeeping, so your career skills, but they can also just be skills that you're passionate about. So I have people who are passionate about fitness who are doing fitness online with people. Mm -hmm. They're doing um, Zoom sessions online, on Fiverr, on Upwork, or just, you know, doing their Zoom sessions with people. We have one personal trainer who she's being hired to do videos that 
Um, people who have apps that have, you know, those apps where you can go on the app and get mm -hmm. your exercise sessions on. She sells those videos to she sells her exercise videos to those apps and makes residual income from that. So she wow. packages them up and says, here, I have these videos. This is how much you're going to pay me if you want them. And she's just getting business over and over from all these apps buying her videos. Like there's space for everyone. I have people that are that have, you know, put together videos of them cooking and they're selling those and they're teaching people on Zoom how to cook. Whatever you're passionate about or those skills that you have, that's step number one is to assess that. And if you don't know what it is, like call five friends and ask hmm. them, hey, what am I good at? Because sometimes we can't see you know, like we can't see the picture when we're in the frame. Right. So call right. people and ask them, hey, what am I good at? And you'll be surprised what people say. But don't just call one or two, call five. I found that five gives you a big enough picture to understand what you're good at. It, I'm sorry, yeah. in, in your um, uh, view of it, should it be something you're passionate about? It should be, because when you're passionate about it, or at least like it enough, <laughs> then you'll love to do the business because this is something that you're going to do a complete business around. So I've had people that are in a career and they say, you know what, I want to do something completely different. So they've been doing, uh, let's say, administrative work. Mm -hmm. And they are like, I never want to be <laughs> in the administrative industry again. So they find something new that they want to do, which is which is number two. Okay. So it's the second thing you need to do is to say, okay, maybe there's something new that I want to do mm -hmm. and that I will always wanted to explore. So that is learn a new skill. So number one is to assess your current skills. And number two is see if there's a new skill that you've always wanted to learn. Seems like everybody these days wants to learn graphic design because <laughs> it's yeah. so trending with uh, social media the way that it is. Yep, and right. with Canva being so awesome, like so many people build businesses just around this one tool, canva.com. So learn a new skill and then then you can turn that new skill into a business. And then number three is to market yourself. So take these skills that you have and turn them into a service online and put them on places like fiverr.com and upwork.com and then promote them on social media. So, so many of my students don't even get a chance to put their services on Fiverr or Upwork because they just make a flyer and put it on social media hmm. and you never know Good who points. needs that or who shares it with someone else. Um, so you put a flyer up and you say, hey, I do transcription for podcasters. Now it's getting shared. Oh, I know a podcaster who needs that. Or, hey, I do book covers for authors. You know, whatever it is that you do, talk about it and put it out there and put your skills out there and you'll see that people will pick up on it. Everybody knows somebody who needs something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Th this is an interesting conversation because as you're talking, I'm thinking about the fact that so many of the things you've said have strong core technology pieces mm -hmm. that aren't really complicated. No. But really, like you said, uh, you know, you mentioned Canva and somebody really been, built a business around Canva. Yeah. Where Canva allows what, you know, maybe even just five, 10 years ago, right? Like you would have to have somebody very skilled in something like Photoshop, which is expensive, um, doing, you know, which is, I still can't navigate Photoshop, <laughs> right? Like, like, Me <laughs> like, but like somebody that's a deep dive expert and navigate through now can in a couple clicks of knowing what they're doing on Canva, create something that looks professional, that looks so amazing, yep. but still the average person, probably majority of America doesn't even know Canva exists. That's so true. Right, which is like, uh, I'm sure somebody's watching this saying, what is Canva? <laughs> which is uh, like a graphic design um, software online, just very simple and templatized, I guess right. is a, a kind of way to explain it. But like majority of America probably doesn't know Canva exists. 
Um, people that know it exists probably still don't use it. There's another sex people probably do use it, still don't know how to use it properly or That's may right. not just have an eye for it. So somebody just dedicating their time to say, hey, I'm gonna learn everything I can about Canva can then create a business around it. That's right. You know, it, it reminds me of a conversation I had with um, uh, Ronnie, uh, who's my wife for, for new viewers, uh, early this week. And we were talking about Peloton. And Ronnie said, Lamar, like somebody could totally just create a business around Peloton because they got all these courses and stuff and just create like, a uh, program for somebody of what they should actually do inside of it. Because right. it's a whole lot of courses and stuff, but still when you go inside, it's like, what course what should I, I take, right. right? Exactly. She was like somebody, like literally a fitness person could just say, hey, these are all the things. And I was adding, I was saying, yeah, just adding accountability. And that's like a whole thing. Again, like not even built on, hey, I got to go out and build a bike in the treadmill and all the infrastructure to stream classes, but just helping people use the classes that are already there better. Yeah, I've made over $100,000 on a course that I have just showing people how to use Canva. It's called the Design Masterclass. Wow. People just take a course to learn how to use Canva. <laughs> and so Canva is not my software, but I'm selling a course to teach people how to use it better. I love so, it. Yeah. I love it. Um, you mentioned a course. What yeah. about um, uh, creating digital assets? Yeah, Like sure. courses, ebooks, things like that. Yeah, like, sure. Like nowadays, um, uh, is that still like the thing to do, a Absolutely. great thing to do, or is it like too late for people to get in that game. What do you think? Absolutely. I mean, I'm in that game. I love that game. <laughs> you know, that's my million dollar game right there. So, you know, I always tell people start off doing some service, get good mm. at something and turn what you can do into a course. Mm. And when you do that, that's when you're making money when you sleep. Right. So mm. there's two ways that I really like to make money when I sleep. So I'm going to come back to the course in a minute. Mm -hmm. The first way is to have an agency. So we talked about Canva as an example. So my sister Lorette does this. She has a business all built around doing graphic design for businesses, but she doesn't do any of the work. So somebody buys her service for her five images for $50 and she has someone else who does all the five images, delivers it to the client and Lorette pays this lady $5 and she keeps $45. So that's the agency model. We both have social media agencies where we do social media design, all that for clients. And we've got that all outsourced. And then the next one is the course model, which I absolutely love. So we create courses around all the different things that we know how to do. Mm -hmm. And so we have micro courses. So that is if we just learn how to do one thing. So a great example is we know how to help local businesses to bring in more customers using a Facebook check-in strategy. So we developed a course around this and it's just one strategy. It's not Facebook marketing for local business. It's That's just good. one little strategy. And we sell that course and we made six figures on this one little course. And most of the sales, well, most, if not all of the sales have come in from affiliates getting paid 50% of the sale to market and sell this course. Affiliates are our main source of generating traffic. And so we build courses around these little things that we know how to do that we're successful at. And so everything that I've been able to do and accomplish, a course is built around. I have an Airbnb. So do I have an Airbnb course? Of course I do. <laughs> I've done it last year. I've learned how to fix and flip homes. I fixed and flipped four. I'm really excited about that. So is there a course coming out about that? Of course. And I did that. All the fix and flipping I did, I did it 
with the knowledge of saying, okay, I'm going to do this knowing that I'm going to create a course. So I have to think about my students first. Like what are they going to want to know in real estate investing, fixing and flipping? They're going to want to know how to do it with, you know, little money down without using their personal credit. So I'm going into it saying, okay, how can I do it knowing what they are going to want to know? And so everything that you're able to do successfully that solves a problem for someone else, just put it into a course format and keep it as simple as possible, right? Turn on your camera, (laughs) turn on, you know, Zoom or Loom. I like using both of those tools, record what you can do, and then package it up into a course format. So many course platforms out there. And I mean, you're the king of courses. Mm. I've watched a million of yours. (laughs) And so, you know, there's, there's so much to be said about what you can do. A lot of my students that do, you know, they do, okay, they get really good at doing transcription for podcasters. So then they Mm -hmm. create a course around that. And then they're selling, you know, um, how to do transcription for podcasters, or they're selling a course for podcasters saying, here's the 10 ways you can repurpose your content. Mm -hmm. So, you know, taking what you know, as a service or what you know that is something that works for someone and packaging up packaging it up into your knowledge is is such an amazing thing to do. I love it. And when you talk about um, you go into a process now knowing you on credit course. Yeah. What I love about that is um, it also changes how you act, like you mentioned, and it changes what you document as well. Yeah. Because so many times like when we originally didn't think like that. It's times now where I wish back, I'm like, oh, I wish I had a picture. You know, I know I'm going to talk about something, and right. I'm like, I wish I had a picture right. to show this, or I wish, you know, I, I had this receipt, or I still wish I had <laughs> this tangible thing that I had, but I just threw it away, or I was in the moment and didn't really document it. Right. But, I like, when you have that mentality, it's hard you to say, okay, well, before we get started, let's take a picture. Right. You know, or what the house looked like before it's, we did the renovation. It's, like, it's so true. normally... We just like get to going or whatever it is, but it allows you like to say, okay, I want to, you know, do this in the beginning, middle and end. And then I want to like structure these different things like that. So I love the fact just having the mentality of going into things like that. Hey, if you're listening, I want you to think about this. Our community needs you. So if I need you to grow your business, it's only one way for you to do it and make it happen. And that is what TSP Propel. TSP Propel is like Netflix for black entrepreneurs. It's a go at your own pace, self-study system of over 50 plus courses. In addition, we give you resources and templates to execute faster. And we're going to do monthly calls with my coaches to make sure you get everything you need and get your questions answered. For more information, visit www.tspropel.com. What I did is I set up a Facebook group and I told people, I was like, hey, I'm going to create a course on fixing and flipping. And I'm going to, I'm just looking for 10 people to put in this Facebook group. You guys get a reduced price as I'm documenting it over the year. Now Mm. it's not really structured, but if you want to see everything I'm dropping to save all of this information, you can do it. So I actually had 15 people come in. Um, It's me and my fiance, Greg. And so we put it together and people are coming in and we're just having conversations, dropping all our recordings in this group and in a Google drive, because you never know. So we're dropping it in both places and people are enjoying the process, but then they're asking questions. I was thinking that they're probably asking a ton of questions. Yeah, How'd you do questions. this? What'd you do that? Which is and basically building like, a course. Oh, yeah. You need to know this. You need to know that. So they're like, wait, how did you get that funding partner? You know, what, what documents did you provide him? And so then all of that then becomes now at the end of the process, we're like, that was so easy. This course <laughs> creation thing is so easy. Now we can just put everything together and re-record the videos in to the course and it, and it's done. So good.
Mm-hmm. So you mentioned um, in passing, because I was going to ask you this, but you already mentioned it. You said, hey, you know, when we create these courses, a lot of times we're using affiliates, right? Yes, and we yeah. give them like 50% cut. Because I know a lot of people are saying and watching and saying, well, Alicia, already have a course, but nobody's buying it. Right. Or it's just sitting there and nobody's creating it. Right. Can you tell them a little bit more about that? Like, like what is an affiliate? And sure. then how do you connect with these people to actually get sure. them in, in, interested in even selling your courses? Sure, sure. So our number one way to generate traffic for our courses and to sell our courses and to get new customers is by getting other people to sell our courses for us. So an affiliate is basically someone who has our ideal customers mm-hmm. on their list and they've generated it either by maybe paid traffic or also doing affiliate marketing. I'm not sure how they generated it, but they have our ideal customers. <laughs> so we go to them and we say, hey, we know you. We love your course. And usually I will go to them first by either saying that I'm a customer, so I'll buy their course first. Or, you know, I've watched all your podcast episodes or, you know, with some offer to them first. So um, my model is that every Thursday at 2 p.m. I have a um, a show. It's called The Learning Tube. And I'll say, hey, I'd love to have you on my show to Mm -hmm. present to my audience as an affiliate. So I'd love to sell your product. And so they will come on and then I'll ask them if they reciprocate and they 99% of the time do. And they'll say, yeah, come on and speak to my audience as well. But to answer your question, this affiliate, I sell their products and they sell my products and I pay them 50%. They pay me 50%. And so I'm getting new customers and they're getting new customers. And so it's it's a warm traffic is what we call it. Yeah. So they're introducing me to their list, right? This is warm traffic right now. You're introducing me yeah. to your audience. And so now the trust that you have in me by saying, hey, everybody, this is Alicia Little. And so now you're, you know, the trust is now disseminated to them, right? right? And so affiliate marketing done in its best format, <laughs> right? And <laughs> its best format has helped me to take a product, take a course and sell it over and over and over again and get in new customers by having other people say, hey, Alicia has this really great course. She's a friend of mine. Why don't you check it out? And they're either doing a webinar or sending out an email promotion, yeah. but it's where I can generate you know, the biggest amount of sales. And I've had people like um, Ty Cohen, who you know, yep. Uh, Joe Troyer do big affiliate promotions and generate six figures in one 60 to 90 minute webinar session by introducing a course to their audience. It's like the biggest bang when you're trying to promote a product is finding someone who has your ideal customer and having them to promote your product or service. Now, when you talk about these people, Mm -hmm. um, what are some of the biggest mistakes you see with that? Because, because one of the things people always ask me, um, that I think a mistake people make a lot of times is, well, Lamar, you know, what percentage should I do? Like, that's always like, look, like what, what percentage if I give somebody something? And one of the things I'm always saying and thinking is, it has to be enough to make that person care. Because it it's, it's not enough to get somebody to say, to just sign on and like, yeah, I'll be an affiliate. But they got, it's a difference between somebody just being yeah. an affiliate and being passionate right. about being your affiliate, right? And, and I, you know, one of the things I used to tell people with um, our original brand, um, me and Ronnie had Black and Married with Kids, you know, people would come and what they didn't realize is that if I was selling their thing, we had so many things of our own to sell. That meant I was taking one of my things off the schedule right. to put theirs on. So it really had to be good for you. Good. Yeah. Great good for enough you. for me or even better than what I've already got going right. on my own right to do it. So 
So, you know, is that a question you get? Like, you know, I, what should the percentages yeah. be? Like, It has to be 50% for me to even think about it. And I will not disrespect you by giving you anything less than 50%. So I will do 50 to 100% on the front end. Hmm. So if you're, you know, you have multiple offers in your funnel. So, yeah. right. So I have a front end offer. It's $1,000. I have a back end offer. It's $5,000. I have a mastermind. It's $20,000. So you might get 50% on the front end, yeah. 30% and then 15%. And I'm going to tell you what your percentages are for the buyer through the funnel, but I'm not going to offer you anything less than 50 upfront. And it's, it's really interesting because if you have, let's say you have a hundred dollar product and you offer them 50% upfront, it's just the respect. Okay. I get 50% upfront, but you can, if you have a, even if you offer them, it's, it's not necessarily about the money. It's not the $50 so much right. as it is making sure that you're saying, you know what, we're going to split this equally, mm-hmm. right? Because we have had the same affiliate where we've said, all right, we've got 50% or we'll say, we'll give you a hundred percent upfront. And that hundred percent is $25. And they're more excited about the hundred <laughs> percent than they are about the 50. Cause it's just the, it's just kind of the respect of what you're saying, you know what, keep a hundred percent of the front end. Cause you know, we really respect you and what you're doing, but I'll, I'll always tell people if you're, I've had people approach me and say, we'll give you 10% of the front end. And I'm like, you know what? My schedule is jam packed right now. So <laughs> it's not even a consideration unless it's 50%. Yeah. I love that. Actually, yeah. Cause I, I just run to it so much. And that's the main thing I'm telling people. It, it has to be enough has to be to make that person get excited. Cause again, like, like them just being on board is not like me being on board is like one email. Right. Like being excited is like one email every day. Right. It may be six to last day. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just different levels of right. it um, and, and knowing about it. I, I want to go a little bit deeper in this, sure. in this topic. When we're talking about affiliates, um, something else I always see is I feel like it's a numbers game, right? right. Especially with, with newer people, because I feel like newer people are always like, I need five people. So who the five people I need to reach out to? And I'm like, ah, you may need to contact a little bit more. Like, if, well, first, when you were originally establishing those relationships, and I yeah. love how you talk about leading with value. Right. Um, you know, if they wanted, like, they're normally like, hey, I'm trying to, if you start from scratch or your clients, you know, they're like, hey, you should start with this amount of affiliates. And if they do, like, how many does that mean they had to contact to kind of get down to that, to mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. A number? Right. Well, what we do is it's always a, revolving door. It's always mm. a, we're getting affiliates. We're getting affiliates. We never stop. And then there's affiliates. So it's not based around like, Hey, we got this no. one launch. No. Let's find some people. No. It's a continual process. It's a continual so process. And so we've got a great spreadsheet with our best affiliates on it. You know, we've got tier one affiliates, tier two affiliates, and tier three mm. affiliates. We've got our affiliates that we know when we're doing a launch, they can pull the numbers. And then we've got our smaller affiliates that we respect. They might only bring us 10 sales, but they'll always promote and bring mm. us sales. And then we've got those affiliates who, you know, they'll promote us three or four times a year on just a promotion. Doesn't have to be a launch, doesn't have to be anything. But the way that we run our promotions with saying, you know, we have something every Thursday at 2 p.m., it gives consistency to our list and it mm-hmm. gives consistency to our affiliates. So our affiliates know Alicia and Lorette have a session every Thursday at two where we're either promoting our own courses to our people or just giving value or doing a yeah. Q&A session or we're having an affiliate come on. So they know that there's always a slot 
for them. And so they're always willing to also have a slot for us on on their calendar. But when people are saying, all right, you know, do I need to get five affiliates this week and two next week? It's like, no, you should always be in the affiliate game. You should always be recruiting affiliates. And one of the things that I do is I really value the relationship with our affiliates. So anytime someone promotes me, I'm, you know, sending them something small in the mail. I send out money tree. I send yep. out money socks. I send yep. out, you know, I've got, got my all of those. money Thank socks you. all right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I send out uh, gifts and I just nurture those relationships. And I find that there's so many people who want people to do things for them, but they don't nurture the relationships. Like mm. be the first person to nurture the relationship. Ask yourself, what am I doing today for this person first? Like, what have I done today to nurture the relationship for someone else? What have I done mm. for some, for them? Don't ever ask someone to do for you before you have done for them without asking for anything, right? So I spend a lot of time in our business. I'm the relationship nurturer, not my sister, right? <laughs> I'm the relationship nurturer. And that's what I do. I, I nurture these relationships and look to see what I can do for other people first. And then the and then the affiliate reciprocal, which is what we call it when they when we do things for each other, that reciprocal relationship will come naturally. Yeah, that's so good because so many times I think about um, some of the great relationships I had started because I offer value first, but a lot of times it wasn't even something monetary. What I found is that people are so guarded with what they know. Right. That a lot of times I meet somebody when I very first meet them and I just share something openly, it almost like throw them off. Like, huh? Like, you know, like, like, um, so I love like meeting somebody and telling them something that we're doing that's working well. Right. And it's still like, hey, you might want to try it. Like this thing working real well for us, you know, try it, not try it. But I just wanted to let you know, because normally people are so guarded with what they know and how they do things um, and don't want to share it because they're afraid other people may do. I don't know why they, what they're afraid of. Right. Um, well, that's your currency that you built in the marketplace. And that is a well-known currency. So everybody knows that Lamar can pick up the phone and call anybody. And the currency that you have in this industry is so big because you do that all the time and you always act like it's nothing. So you call me for anything or send me an email for anything before I even finish reading the email. It's yes. <laughs> right. And then I go back and I'm like, wait, what is, what is, what is the rest of the email? Because you always do that. You are a giver first, right? You are, everybody knows that Lamar and Ronnie will always give first. So through your, all of your challenges that we watch, right? The reason that so many people are always signing up for whatever at the end before you even announce it. So I watched your last challenge. And as I was watching, because I'm always on your challenges, like I watch all of them. <laughs> so, you know, my fiance, Greg, comes in the room. He's like, Lamar again. <laughs> He's like, haven't you watched that challenge? I'm like, I watch them all. I'm going to see what Lamar's doing. But I'm, I'm watching for your strategy. And what I see is that before you even mention what your offer is, you know, people in the chat are always like, are you guys part of Propel? And you're not even talking about Propel. And then someone's like, drop the link for Propel so I can sign up for Propel. You're not even talking about Propel. And people are already signing up for what you have to offer because you're giving so much value already. And they're getting so much ideas and things that they can implement. And that's what more people need to do. You need to like lead with value and give yeah. so much that your crowd, your audience is promoting you before you even say anything. Yeah. Uh, one more thing uh, I wanted to touch on that you hit on earlier. You, you dropped so many nuggets in this. Um, 
you were talking about, you know, uh, platforms, right? Marketplaces like a Fiverr or Upwork right. or whatever like that. I know somebody's listening and they're thinking, can I really make real money on those platforms? Mm, like, what, what, would you, what would you say to that? <laughs> so, I mean, have you ever run across somebody thinking uh, that oh, way? Oh, all the time. Especially people who know that it started off as a platform where you could just, you had to start off selling something for $5 on Fiverr. So, I feel like it's hard to find something on Fiverr. <laughs> yeah, now, today, nobody's selling anything for $5. But that's what it started off as. Yeah. For those of you just, you know, who aren't familiar with Fiverr, it's F-I-V-E-R-R.com. Great platform where you can list your services and you can find people to do work for you. So I was on there yesterday because one of my students wants to do resume building. And we were using, um, you know, one of these AI tools to mm -hmm. help rewrite a cover letter. And I was showing her how to do that. So I found a Fiverr seller who has, you know, Fiverr will show you how many orders, not reviews, but they'll show you reviews as well, but orders someone has had. And I like to do, I like to count people's money, right? You see my money earrings right here. I like to count people's money. So I was counting this guy's money. He had 50,000 orders and his cheapest wow. service for resume rewriting, not writing it from scratch, just rewriting was $75. And then his services went oh, up no. from there, right? So I'm like 50,000 orders times $75 was like $3.7 million, wow. right? Writing, res rewriting resumes. <laughs> so I was showing that to her and then she was like, all right, Alicia, I got to go. And I'm like, wait, 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 we're not done. She's like, I'm done. I'm setting up my service for right. resume rewriting. And so you know, there are so many millionaires on Fiverr. Just take the time to look and see what people are doing. There's, there was a guy that was designing, that's designing logos on Fiverr. So I was showing some people some logo designs. And this guy has made $5.8 million wow. doing logo design on Fiverr. So Fiverr is a really great tool to use for lead generation. Lots of my students are using it for lead generation and starting complete businesses using it as a lead generation source. So Fiverr gets so much traffic that whatever your business is, think about saying, all right, I'm a life coach. Let me put my life coaching services on here at a low price. And then I'm going to attract clients, do the life coaching session over here on Zoom, and then give them a special package that they're going to sign up for over here. And now I have a new customer that I used Fiverr as my lead generation source. So you're getting paid from your lead generation <laughs> over here. Yeah. Yeah. And now you have a new customer. That, that makes a lot of sense because as you're saying, I'm thinking about it. And our graphic designer for two, maybe three years or more was somewhere we originally found on Fiverr. Yeah. It, it was just that. Like we went on Fiverr <laughs> to get like this one specific thing. And then um, uh, Facebook. It's, it's all Facebook fault. Yeah. <laughs> Facebook was like, do you know this person? And I was like, yes, I do. <laughs> and then next thing, like, you know, like like a three-year relationship of right. building out graphics and stuff for us continuing. There you go. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So people, um, they're saying, okay, I'm convinced. Like, I'm ready to get going. Like, what's the next step? What should they do? How can they contact you? How can yeah, they sure. get a hold of you in the program? Sure, sure. So the best way to get a contact with me is through my website, which is alicialittle.com. So if you could spell that, <laughs> it's like A-L-I-C-I-A, -I -I little with a Y, L-Y-T-T-L-E. Okay. And to get free training on how to do this, it's our website is freelancinggenius.com, which is just freelancinggenius.com. And I have free training that's always ongoing. You can watch a class that shows you how to take your current skills and turn that into an online business. I love it. Yeah. So there you have it, guys. Hey, listen, like I tell you every episode, 
The most important thing is for you to do what? Take action. So if you've gotten energized from this show and this episode, if you're thinking like, I think I just may be able to do this. I need to get out on these platforms. I need to learn some things. I need to get a hold of more information from Alicia and what she's doing. Then guess what? Take action. Get started now. We'll have notes and links and everything down below. But don't forget, right? Nothing happens if you don't take the first step. I hope you enjoyed today's show. We drop new episodes every single week. So make sure you subscribe and turn on notifications. Enjoy the next episode.